Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my ideas and talk about pinnacle weapons and how they can introduce adept weapons and utilize the curated roles in a better way in the future. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. I'm probably live right now. Come on in. If I'm not live, click the follow button. If you're watching on YouTube, you can hit the like button and the subscribe button. That's a free and easy way to support what I do. Uh, I'm going to be just farming for a god roll uh, during this video on the service revolver. I've got a great roll outlaw uh, rampage with flared, but I'd like to get a range mass work and maybe accurized rounds. It's actually a really, really nice 180. Um, you can get it after doing 40 strikes this season and then just farm for it with tokens once it's in your loot pool. So I'm just going to do this while why I am taking uh, questions. You don't have to do the 40 strikes, but if you do, it puts it in your loot pool. Let's jump right in here. Would you be interested in raid pinnacle weapons? Well, yeah, I didn't even touch on this. Obviously, anytime you're putting these these pinnacle weapons into the game or what I called adept weapons by using like the curated roles, I would love to see raids get much better treatment. I, the, the last wish raid, just most of the weapons just, I mean, they were fine, but there was nothing to wow you. That's the time to introduce new perks. Like you shouldn't be seeing new perks showing up in Season of the Drifter on gear that you have zero agency over grinding for in Reckoning. It's like they, you know, you've got new perks showing up on non-raid gear. I, I don't understand why they're uh, why they're doing that. I like the idea of new perks showing up, but I really think they need to consider doing a whole lot more with endgame gear and pinnacle power and strength and everything else. Um, you know, the curated hand cannon was really good though. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if you like it, I just didn't like the way the Nation of Beasts handled and you shouldn't have to, you shouldn't have to run to like one gun and say like this is this is this is a really really good one i you know that you should be able to point to lots of weapons from a raid and say these are you know these are really really great and strong weapons and there's a reason to chase them right now you're basically running it over and over again hoping to get the uh you're hoping to get the 1k voices and that's pretty much it i you know there's not a lot of uh there's not a lot in the loot pool that people are coming out of their skin for um and i don't necessarily think that you need to have weapons that are going to break pve but i just i don't know if i'm going into a raid and i'm chasing you know i'm chasing high end game content there should be no question about the quality of the loot that i'm getting there should just be no no question there should be an immediate and measurable difference between a raid gun and a non-raid gun. That doesn't mean you break the crucible with it. It doesn't even, doesn't even need to be insane. It just needs to be undeniably like a top shelf piece of equipment. Now we ran into this problem in D1. We ran into this problem in D1. In D1 you had the King's Fall raid was a similar example of this where the, 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 the equipment and the guns you got in the King's Fall raid were they were okay but there was nothing about them that was going to make you really want to be in there every single week so flash a friend bought me anthem and with all the bugs i'm struggling with the game do i suck it up and hurt my friend's feelings or let him know it's not my game i don't care do whatever you want this isn't about anthem uh do you think pinnacle weapons should be easier to obtain for the average player or more difficult to obtain for the more hardcore fan base See, this is why I phrased it with, with I kind of said, this is how I'm going to put it. I think you want a system where hardcore players are given the opportunity to chase the weapon. Casual players are given the opportunity to get the weapon. There's a pretty, st- there's a pretty stark difference there in my mind. Getting the weapon just kind of happens. You're like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm able to, I'm able to get the weapon. If you're a hardcore player, you can chase the weapon. There's a role that you really, really want to get. There's a version that you think is really, really valuable. And then you're able to chase it. And I think that's why Ada's bounties were so perfect and empowered the spectrum of player to do just that. If you were casual and you really, really, really wanted a hammerhead or you really, really wanted a... um, You really, really wanted to get the what was it the kindled orchid you were you were able to do so and i think that's where 
the agency and RNG conversation needs to be continued a, a continued conversation. Um, so that way, the, the the low end spectrum player, the casual player, can get the weapon, and the hardcore can chase it. Next question from Val Daddy. Thoughts on machine gun nerf and giving us a pinnacle machine gun? Um, I don't really understand why they feel the need to 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 basically say we're gonna give you uh we're gonna give you a you know uh a really really strong legendary power weapon you know everybody celebrated machine guns coming into the game and we use those weapons we use the machine guns as an example we said look bungie people can now run different loadouts they don't have to run an exotic in their heavy slot this is to be celebrated they respond to that feedback by nerfing the very weapons that were used as a form of celebration in the community it's just i don't understand why they did it i didn't think it was i did not think it was justifiable um i definitely have missed some subs since we've been in this scene uh 17 months from hot tub 10 months from prestos guy with gun with 25 months four months from man of the moon Recklin with two months and two months from genius thank you guys so much i'm sorry i missed those subs hopefully a lot of you are still here some of those were about 20 to 30 minutes ago uh so yeah i at at the end of it i don't understand why they would look at community celebration on weapons only to then turn around and nerf them um, and I just think they're being cheeky. They do a 21% nerf on LMGs, and then they add the 20, the delirium with it, which has 21 in its name. That doesn't, that, I don't know. That just feels cheeky. I, it, the, I don't think they were, people were like, oh, they needed nerf. They were so universal. So the frick what? It's a heavy weapon with lots of ammo. Like that's how it should work. I don't. You know, oh, they took down the damage on the on bosses and in, in, in whatever it was, like mini bosses, because it was such a universal weapon. I was just like, why not just bring the other weapons up? Like LMG like machine guns are still running rampant and gambit in the crucible. It's like you didn't take care of that. And all you ended up doing was making us feel like something that we just we had just got done celebrating had you know, is now is now getting nerfed. Like, I don't know. Um yeah, I've gotten the hand cannon plenty of times, Coach. I actually have a really, really nice roll. Rampage Outlaw flared or light mag with sure shot and handling. I'm trying to get accurized rounds with a range masterwork. I'm kind of going for the golden goose, which is only because they don't have really anything else to do with my tokens. Sasquatch, would you be fine with an alternative route to Crucible Pinnacle weapons? Uh, more time investing route than skill. Not forgotten reach legend part. You could also complete 100 competitive matches as well or objectives like such. Reaching the required rank and this alternative rewards and ornament emblem keeps players in the player list after getting the gun. Um... No, I just, I really, this is, this is why I think adept weapons would really, really help because you could do, like I said, each week you could have different bounties like Ada had, and you could grind those bounties with shacks. And when you're grinding those bounties with shacks, you would be getting a chance at that adept, adept role, you know, and then if you get the adept roll, that's exciting. All the while you're doing that, you're also working on the pinnacle weapon, but the pinnacle weapon should be significantly harder to get. It should be a step above. I do think having those rewards for those 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 high-level PvP players is important. 23 months from not you. Thank you, dude. So close to two years. Uh, I, I don't think we always need to offer an alternative route. I just, I don't think we need to do that. I think you undercut the very idea of having a pinnacle pursuit by saying, no worries, if you don't really feel like doing the long way, we'll give you a slow way that's over here and like really, really easy. You know, I, I don't I don't think that that's a good good decision. Boroquin, do you think D2 leveling, RNG glitches, identity fixes will even be addressed in D2? I honestly can't get myself to get into D2 again because I feel like no matter what uh, the issues only compound every release and go unaddressed. It's become very exhausting. The truth of the matter is, I think right now they're 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 getting by. I mean, that's just I think that's just the honest facts. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of 
Matt, I don't think we're going to have a Taken King moment. Now, we might have a Taken King moment in September, but I don't think we're going to have a Taken moment, a Taken King moment in, in the summer. I hope we do. I hope Penumbra lands and we're like, holy frick, they've been sitting on a lot of great things and a lot of great improvements. Uh, I just, I'm not going to hold my breath on that. You know, I'm not going to hold my breath on that. I feel like there is a lot of, uh, there's a lot that goes into fixing a game and the length of time it typically takes them to do those really, really big rudder turning, you know, ethos changing. There's just, there's, there's big, big changes. Typically, typically, uh, take about a year. So, you know, the Taken King moment, then there was Forsaken. We're kind of hitting another spot where we feel like things aren't where we want them to be. Um, and I think that is, that is obviously, oh, we were so close. We were so close. We got, we got a ramp, we got a ra- an outlaw rampage with light mag and the reload speed, true sight and, uh, it's got better stability and handling, um, and the reload's only slightly slower. I don't know if this one's worth keeping with with sure shot and steady hand. I don't know which is the better, steady hand or true sight. I'm not sure. I don't know how all that that works anymore. I have steady hand and sure shot on this one, and then I have steady hand and true sight on this one. Um, so I can come close to matching the range. My stability and handling is still going to be better. Uh, and then I obviously have the option to throw on high cal rounds, which I don't know how much high cal rounds does. And we can even get more, we can gain back that reload speed with the masterwork. I don't know if the handling masterwork is worth it. Um, so we'll just keep on going because that's not the one we were chasing anyway. Tech Sarge. What will happen to PvP pinnacle weapons if, as you were kind of predicting yesterday, PvP is phased out at some point? I mean, if PvP is phased out, so would the pinnacle weapons. Look, I think Anon the Nine, I think Anon the Nine's leaks are confirming what I've been predicting. I think traditional 6v6 or 4v4 or 3v3 or whatever, I think that is just going away. I think there's going to be, it's going to be a completely different version. I think Gambit is a step in that evolution. I think they're going to be, it's going to be more like, as many people have said, it's going to be more like a Division Dark Zone. It's going to be something that you initiate and go into. It's not going to be their traditional interpretation of PvP. So I think a lot of people are going to watch my video and be like, there's no way they get rid of PvP, there's no way. They're evolving PvP. Maybe I should have named the video something different, like PvP is evolving. Um, you know, the rapid hit rampage may have been good. Uh, I don't, I don't really like rapid hit as much as uh, as outlaw. I don't like it as much. I mean, I guess it is a 180. So, um, and I know people think I'm crazy for thinking this, but again, I made a whole video and a whole argument about this, and I'm not going to revisit it every time it comes up. I just think it's clear that when Bungie decided to turn the tide and really try to turn the game around, they took PvP in another direction. They're taking it in a direction of, of like, combining it. That's what Gambit is. And then Anon the Nine is basically saying the next iteration of Destiny is going to be way more RPG-focused and potentially have, like, dark zone zones that you go in and there's player versus player environments, but it's PvPVE. I got news for you. PvPVE is not PvP. It isn't. Oh my gosh, so close to the one that we want. So close. That it isn't. So if that if that's what we end up with, if we end up with a dark zone style where it's PvPVE, that is exactly like what I'm saying is that we're not going to get the, the the version of PvP we have anymore. It'll go away. If it's in there, I st- I think it's just going to be like this tiny afterthought. I don't I don't think it's going to be a major part of the game at all. Tech Sarge, do you think it is wise to have pinnacle weapon type triumphs for exotic weapons in the future? Um I don't know. I really don't have too strong of opinions about that. Like, I think there's questline exotics, there's triumph exotics, there's triumph pinnacles, there's, you know, there's there was pinnacles you kind of had to grind for uh, just by doing stuff. You know, I, that that kind of stuff. As long as it's as long as it's suited to the the area of the game that it lands in, um, then I don't care. Rusty. 
I like Pinnacles, and the grind doesn't seem too bad this season with the requirement changes. I think Luna's quest needs looked at. The fact that all that needs to be done is competitive uh, is lame. What do you think about allowing steps besides... No, I'm, I've already answered this question. Uh, thank you for the brand new one, uh, Dorkblade. I just don't think we need to go in that route for Pinnacle. I, I don't think you need to just start making other... Oh, there's got to be easier ways to get it. I, I don't um, I don't think so. Uh, Jetboy says, I think Pinnacle weapons uh, being tied to Triumphs is awesome as opposed to the Lunas or the Not Forgotten. However, I also believe uh, that they should remain difficult to get. Otherwise, with incentive, what PvP would have? Do you agree? Yeah, well, you guys are kind of seeing each other's questions and playing off each other. Yes, I do agree with that. Uh, Civil Hermit. Would it ruin everything? anything important if perks were selectable in some fashion? Uh, what would you require an item to have a collection of menu instead of prohibiting crafting uh, or anything randomized? I No, this is where agency comes in too strong. This is where agency comes in too strong. I don't think, I don't think you want to start letting people essentially craft their own guns. I really don't think you want to do that. Um, I just don't, I, I, I continue to say that I don't think that belongs in the game. Uh, that's too much agency. If you give players way too much agency, you end. I think you end up with a transaction of time. You do, you know, you do enough to get the materials. You do do enough to get the, you know, whatever it is, and then you just make your strongest weapon. I think the charm. I'm telling you, the charm, the charm of this game is weapon and loot pursuit, and you lose that charm if you're basically crafting the weapons. I just think you completely gut that charm. It's like uh, you just make make your favorite weapon. You know, make your favorite weapon over time. Uh, it's way more exciting to get drops. I think psychologically that 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 could probably even be proven that it's more stimulating to the brain to have a chance every time you see the gun drop. You know, there's a, there's a level of excitement. Um, another real real close one here. Another real, real close one. We're all around the one that we want. We're bouncing all around the one that we want. Um, finest matter weave. We've not been getting those. We're getting real close to the bottom of my uh, of my of my token pile here. So we're gonna run out. Evil the Waffler. Why make those weapons that have perks like Sunshot instead of making Sunshot better or more exotic? Okay, so I probably should have made this point in my video and I didn't. You can only make a primary weapon so good eventually it's just one-shotting everything okay so you can't make you cannot make the sunshot like better than a midnight coup at best you make the sunshot match the midnight coup and then maybe it gets a little bit of an extra oomph from all the explosions for like you know crowd control or whatever but at the end of the matter, if you're basically using a, if you're using a sunshot and then you use a midnight coup, and you don't feel that big of a difference in your efficiency, you're killing ads at roughly the same speed. Why are you going to waste an exotic slot on a sunshot? That's the main issue. The main issue is not that like make the sunshot better. How much better can you make the exotic weapon before it gets absurd? Like, what are you going to have it do? You shoot one enemy and a nuke goes off and like the 20 ads in the area all die. You know, I just, I don't think, I don't think you can make primary weapons that much better than they already are. That's the main, that's the main issue. Like there's only so much you can do within a given role of the game. Like the role of a primary weapon is to kill trash ads okay that's it that's all you got Ah, we're all done guys we should have just kept the uh should have just been happy with the first one that we got should have just been happy with the first one that we got oh well we got a lot of we got a lot of cores out of this next question is from rusty it seems like Vicarious Visions did Black Armory, Bungie did Joker's Wild, and High Moon is doing Opulence. Well, you got that you got that wrong. Vicarious is ending uh, their their time in Destiny with um, with Opulence. You, you got some of this wrong. Do we know if that's true? If that's the case, Vicarious put agency into the game with frames, but Bungie didn't follow up. What do you think that says about Bungie's future releases? I don't actually know who worked on um, I don't know who worked on Forge. I don't. Now we know for a fact that that Vicarious Visions worked on Warmind. 
No, Vicarious Visions did work on Forge because they helped with Niobe Labs. That's why the guy from Vicarious Visions reached out to me to send me the stuff that got canceled or whatever. So I think Vicarious Visions did work on... Um, well, they definitely did Niobe. I don't know if they did Ada's Frames or if they worked on Forge. Warmind... Did Warmind have a lot of agency? I think it did, didn't it? Because the weapons the weapons rotated each week. There's definitely a thematic similarity there. Like, the weapons from Escalation Protocol rotated, and when they rotated, you could have that agency and that pursuit. And then, obviously, they didn't have random rolls, so that was kind of disappointing, right? Once you got the EP shoddy, once you got the EP shoddy, you were basically done. And then if they helped out with the frames, the frames did the same thing. Each week they rotate, you have agency, and you can chase them as much as you want. If that comes back in Season of Opulence, then I think we have our answer that Vicarious Visions understands the mixture of player agency and RNG better than Bungie does. Better than Bungie. Yeah, that was the other thing you could get from uh, Escalation Protocol, is you knew each week you were going to get a piece of armor. Again, that's agency. That's directional player agency in pursuit of gear, and obviously we didn't have random rolls, so it was kind of over and done with. Once you did five weeks, you had your armor set, but, I mean, some people took forever to get the, um, some people took forever to get the Escalation Protocol shotgun. Now, they went and adjusted the RNG drop rates to help that, right? So, what do I mean by player agency? Player agency is like, you're more in control of what's going on. So, when you go and buy a bounty for the Kindled Orchid from Ada, and you go and you grind for it, you're you're dictating what you're getting. A lack of agency is when you have no control over what drops, like in the Reckoning. You go run the Reckoning, and any of the four guns that week can drop. So, there's way less player agency. A good example of, like, a lot lower player agency would be either that or when you're, like, beating encounters in the raid and anything can drop from that section. Your agency and your contribution is, I want to go get raid gear. And you go and you try to get raid gear and you don't get the stuff that you want, right? If you... If you do that, if you if you do that, then I think you're giving people that feeling of like I'll never get it, and I think there's a time and a place for that. But the more they've invested in Nightfall and Escalation Protocol RNG and the Ada bounties, the more it becomes clear there needs to be a higher level of agency to mix with RNG. So that's that's the main issue. Like you you know where certain things can drop, and you go there, but if there's not enough agency, it starts to feel hopeless, and that's why I think Reckoning is just going to continue to fall flat. Leviathan. Would you add adept weapons to all vendors with the use of bounties to acquire them, or would you add more pinnacle weapons to the different vendors? No, this adept weapon idea would be at every vendor, right? Thank you, Assyrian Gamer, for two months. I appreciate it. Canon Special, I think I missed your nine-month resub. Thank you so much, Canon Special. Um... I, if, like, imagine if every week, every NPC had a weapon bounty. One weapon bounty, okay? So you'd go to the director, alright? You'd go to the director, and to simplify this, you wouldn't want to have to go to, like, every planet. You could highlight... You know how, like, right now, if I come down here and I highlight this, see how it says challenges? It, like, tells me, come do a gambit match and get powerful gear. Well, what I would do is I would go to the EDZ... I would highlight Devrim K, and right there below, like, services, it would say, um, weekly weapon. And it would tell you, oh, he's got the old-fashioned. Okay, okay, I already have an old-fashioned that I want. Let me check on Mars. Okay, this week, Anna Bray's weekly weapon is the Braytech Winter Wolf. And you're like, oh, I want to go try and get that. And then you grab the bounty from her, you grind stuff on Mars, and, it, and at the same interval that you get like Ada weapons, you get a Braytech Winter Wolf. And you can do it over and over and over and over again, because that's her weekly weapon. And every planet would have, those weapons would all have a curated role, and the curated role would be the adept version of the Braytech Winter Wolf. So the adept version of the Braytech Winter Wolf would be like, you'd call it like, I don't know the moon howler or something i don't have it related to the name the braytech winter wolf you could have you could have it be related to that name 
and then it would look a little bit different. Like the breakneck is is essentially a hazard of the cast, and they put like an ornament on it, and then they have that onslaught perk on there. So you could go grind for the Braytech Winter Wolf, and it could have some crazy cool new perk on it that makes it better than or as good as the you know all the other all the other adept primary weapons. But that's your preference, right? If you give every NPC, I I would think four weapons a season four weapons a season then each week you have a whole month each week they rotate and the good thing about that is you could maybe even scale it back to two weapons because two weapons I mean that's eight planetary NPCs that's 16 new weapons that's 16 new weapons a season 16 new perks you've got to come up with and then they just rotate one week it's the, one week here it's the old fashioned the next week it's it's um, it's Hawthorne shotgun. It just rotates week to week. And the beautiful thing about that is each week you would be like, well, I don't necessarily want to, I don't actually, I don't actually want to chase this weapon. I want to chase this one, this one, or, oh my gosh, there's three weapons this week. There's three weapons this week that I want to chase. You could do the exact same thing with the NPCs in the tower. Zavala, Shax, and the Drifter could all have a weekly weapon and that's all and that's all they have to do that's all they have to do to reuse all that all those old all those old pieces of gear and all the NPCs that's all you have to do and when you do that I think more I think people would more naturally funnel into the other you know pieces of the game because if there's a really, really dope weapon in Crucible or in Shat or in Zavala, and you don't typically play Strikes or you don't typically play Crucible, instead of feeling forced to go over there for a milestone, you'd be like, it, is, it doesn't take that long to complete the bounty, and I really want to get a god roll. Right? That, I think that would be, I think that would be an ideal way to add the, the player, the player agency, the intentionality of a loot pursuit... And then once you have that intentionality in place, the RNG is there. And and then beyond that, you just rotate that every season. Every season, those two weapons switch to something else. So next season, Devrim K has like the Lincoln Green and uh, I don't even know what else. I don't know what he has that would be like a what like a secondary I don't know if there's a secondary that you could give him right now like it, it might it have to be a fusion rifle right you'd have to give him like a fusion rifle now obviously we want some of these to be a whole lot better than they are you know the Cartesian coordinate I think this could be one that shows up on his you know in his loot pool it'd be easier to do the primary weapons because you could do you know the old fashioned uh, I'm sorry the the call to serve in the Lincoln Green and then the next way, the next, the next month, uh, I'm sorry, the next season, Anna Bray has the, um, what was her gun? The Requiem 45. You can get that from her, or you can get the, uh, what was that sidearm she had? The, um, the 18 Kelvins. And those, so that would be her two weapons the next season. It would just rotate week to week. One week she's got the 18 Kelvins. The next week she's got the, uh, the that pulse rifle. And I just, I don't know. I feel like that would be one of the best ways to do it. Now the only, again, it has to be, it has to be a, a viable, a viable and a, a lateral upgrade. No one's going to chase no one's going to chase your your new weapons if they're not if they're if there's not something viable about them. They have to be there has to be something special, and that's where the curated roles, along with the uh, the title adept and even giving them a different title, would be super super ideal. You know, because they've already got the structure in place to tier the weapons up from where they are. You just have to basically put in perks that are unique. The oxygen's a perfect example. It's got the dragonfly deals more damage based on the number of precision hits dealt to the target beforehand. Okay, well, if the oxygen was a 180 precision frame scout that you could grind for this whole season from Zavala, and this was the potential adept version that dropped, that's the that's that's the way that you do it. 
What if it was primary weapons only and the depth version adds an element to the weapon that's only available in the first slot? So you can grind for an outlaw rampage solar old fashioned and a kinetic outlaw rampage old fashioned. Yeah, I mean, you could add that could be how they add elemental primaries back to the game, too. I didn't even think about elemental primaries. I feel like I need to do an entire talk on why elemental primaries need to come back to the game. Um. I mean, that's just a significant, a significant bu- boost to the weapon system. Evil the Waffler. What if they went back to D1, all primaries in the first slot, and those exotics like Sunshot get that added perk of having a burn, and legendary hand cannons don't have that? Wow, this is pretty timely. I mean, yeah, if we're talking about elemental primaries, I mean, I, you could basically say, I just don't know if there's a big enough benefit. That's my reasoning for elemental primaries coming back to the game. Having elements on your primary is not good enough to be like, yeah, let me let me use an exotic. Because <laughs> people are like, hey, Lono, what if they brought back all the year one gear and they brought a lot of them back as exotic primaries that had an, had an element? It's like, do you honestly think I'm going to throw on an exotic old-fashioned just because it has a burn? Like, really? So solar burn is on in this activity and you think I'm going to put on a solar burn old fashioned because it's as an exotic and I'm going to put away my 1000 voices it's arc burn so I'm going to I'm going to pull out my 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 primary weapon my mananan and it's an exotic and it has arc and I'm going to put away my wardcliff coil no you're not going to the only time, like, people did it in D1 with, like, the Zalo because we didn't have such a deficit of, like, really, really good, like, heavy weapons. Also, typically people would do a Zalo if it was Arc Burn and Small Arms because you got, like, a double a double benefit. Uh, and Zalo wasn't just Arc. I mean, it had the Chain Lightning as well, and it reloaded itself. So it had other things about it that were good. And again, if you guys want to watch the Gearbox live stream, don't go anywhere. It's in about two hours. You can watch it right here with me. We will switch to this scene, and I will do a discussion and Q&A after it's done. Uh, Pandora, what do you think about the Pinnacle weapons this season compared to the last two? I actually like the Scout. I think it's cooler than people say it is. It's fun. I don't think it's as trash as everyone says it is. Uh, The Recluse has been highly praised highly praised and the LMG has been highly praised I think they did a good job I do I think grinding for the LMG sucks because once you hit legend and gambit it's a freaking nightmare you only make progress if you win like I just stalled out I was just like nope cool bye like I just don't care I'm not grinding I'm not grinding legend gambit I refuse to do it it's just it's sandpaper on my eyeball it's it is freaking horrible it is horrible uh to Jomi Bear how do you rate Lord of Wolves as a boss melter in Gambit? I usually use that with Hammerhead for invaders. I've wanted to try it. I've wanted to try it, but the last couple times we went into Gambit, the matchmaking changes made every single match a sweat fest, and it just wasn't fun. Um, so. Big Perm. This may have already been asked or talked about, but would you be interested in a pinnacle or adept armor? Not specific or limited to one activity. I didn't even put that in the talk, because obviously the talk was about pinnacle weapons, and I came up with adept weapons. But pinnacle armor and adept armor, again, I think you could do it, you just got to be careful. Because the if you're going to go like, here's legendary armor, armor right now is not that exciting. It really isn't. Like, who really gives a frick about hand cannon reserves and, like, unflinching hand cannon aim? Unflinching only really starts to really come into play in, in, in the Crucible, obviously. Um... So the 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 nature uh, the nature of of armor right now is kind of boring. Now you could leave legendary as it is right now, and then do adept above it that adds something cool. It's a curated role, and then you could have like pinnacle version that would be I don't know even better. Um, it's just I think it's tough. I think it's mainly tough to mess with armor because. You either do something that's marginal and not that interesting, or you really swing for the fences. And if you swing for the fences, the danger is you end up creating armor that's like too influential over the flow of, of combat and battle. Now that obviously that obviously matters a whole lot more when we think of like PvP. Uh, but the I think that the, the just the nature of armor's influence. 
it's either super marginal and no one really cares, so is anybody going to go the distance for, for like, the, a pinnacle piece of armor? Or it's too influential, and then you kind of make, you know, make things imbalanced. It, I think it's tough to land in the middle and have a good, you know, here's what armor does for you. The only armor that people really, I mean, really chase and really get excited about is a reload perk for their gun, and then, like, uh, reserves scavenger and reserves like that's pretty much it um and then obviously i mean my hunter with an eight resilience and five recovery i'd love to take him up to six recovery if i could just get uh a recovery oh there's a cover a recovery mod right here i should probably just do that i realized i had one there um i've been wanting to put a recovery mod down here um, to take him up to six. So, I mean, obviously, all that recovery and resilience makes him pretty, makes him feel pretty good, you know? Eight, eight and six. I don't really, I don't need mobility, obviously. I can't, I can't do much about that because of the way, um, the way his armor typically rolls. It, it does, it does typically roll with a, a lot of, uh, a lot of mobility. Um, so the, the, the influence of armor is there, but I don't know how much more how much more influence can you give it B- before it either becomes absurd or they add things that you just don't care about. So are you really going to grind? T-Funk, should tokens be removed? How can Bungie reinvent getting gear? Tokens seem to be an NPC, seems to be NPC or just withholding gear and stuff. Getting the tower, getting tower gear is so boring. Yeah, I mean that's why I didn't care. That's why I didn't care about about burning through my tokens for the vanguard. I didn't care. Like, what am I going to do with them? What am I going to do with them? They're not doing anything for me. Um, this is why I think it would be better. Um, this is why I think it would be better to say you can do, they've got the bounties like Ada. Excuse me. They've got the bounties like Ada. And as you grind those bounties and as you do activities for that NPC, you level up your rank with them. So as you level up your rank with them, new things unlock. Like there should be a second page that you go to. So if I level up, you know, Zavala, I go like this. I'm like, okay, cool. And then make it even clear that he has like a second page. So that section where it has like the left and right, it should say, you know, seasonal rank rewards to the right. And you're like, oh, you hit right and you come over here and it should be like rank it should be like seasonal rank rewards so let's imagine these are all seasonal rank rewards right here and as you come over them they get cooler and they get cooler and they're related to your rank so you could start with something simple like an emblem then um then a shader then an ornament for one of the guns like if he's got a pinnacle gun that season the ornament could be like here then you could have um maybe something ornamental for your armor then another emblem then down here you could have I don't know the capstone seasonal reward could be something like an exotic ship you know you just work your way all the way across the cosmetic team can make that stuff they they are don't tell me they can't make dope stuff look at the eververse every single season okay um so that would be how I would do it. I would say you don't need the tokens. The, to- the, the tokens are archaic and outdated. What you should be doing is grinding bounties like you do with Ada. And as you grind those bounties for Zavala, you're doing activities in his, in his lane. You're doing Vanguard activities. And as you do those Vanguard activities, you level him up. And as you level him up, he has seasonal rewards that are both tied to the weapons that he has that 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 time around like if his two weapons this season were the service revolver and the, and the midnight uh the nameless midnight two of his seasonal rewards that that season would be ornaments for those guns there's almost too much to do in the game no there's not there's practically nothing to do in the game when you get max level there's like there's not hardly anything to do this would funnel your attention this would funnel your attention. Every NPC, you'd start with the rank of zero. They'd have a rotating, you know, rotating weekly weapon. And the more activities you do for that person, the higher your rank. And when you rank up, they've got stuff for you to get from them that season. It's like, 
it's super super it's that's actually quite simple honestly uh lukey duke says hey lono do you think future pinnacle weapon should have perks similar to the style of the rec- the recluse as in give it a kill and be rewarded with the fast ttk so it's not game breaking basically a higher give and take skill roof more skill given the more you can tap into the potential of the pinnacle weapon thanks keep it up yeah, I think a lot of people misunderstand why they're getting killed by certain weapons in the Crucible, and I think sometimes that's what it is. You could give you could give a really, really garbage roll weapon to Real Crafty, and then you could give me the best weapon, and he's still probably going to beat me a lot of the times, uh, just because the skill is more more of an influence over the weapon. Now, obviously, when you have things like low, low, low skill entry point, like shoulder charge and shotguns and if you if you can body somebody with a sniper and kill them those are obviously so low entry to get the kill that's that's mainly what i think people sometimes take issue with but if you take issue with like you're getting killed by the recluse you're getting killed by luna's and not forgotten a lot of the times you're losing because you you got outplayed now 180 hand cannons may need looked at with respect to like how accurate they are, how how visceral they are. I mean, people are saying they're just they're just far and away so much better than other weapons. Well, I mean, that could be looked at. If you're wanting a good 180 to compete in the Crucible, try and get a really really good roll on the service revolver. I found it to be a very very uh, enjoyable gun, and I'm keeping this range masterwork accurized rounds version because it has kill clip and moving target. Um, that feels like a pretty good role for PvP. So, Manic, do you think Pinnacle Weapons should carry over to other characters? Well, I mean, they, you just you move them right now to other characters. I don't understand your question. If you mean the Pursuit of the Pinnacle Weapon, I think Pinnacle Pursuits, yes, should be account-wide. That's why making them Triumphs was a better decision this year, uh, this season. Uh, to Jami Bear, in your opinion, should Exotic Weapons be faded over to Pinnacle Weapons, or do they need a better status? to a certain degree to a certain degree I think exotics are are problematic in the grand scheme because generally what I what I think happens is the role of a primary and a secondary is so easily done with a good legendary weapon it's so difficult to justify using an exotic cold heart is awesome if there's arc burn on but again your ward cliff is silly strong right so that's a tough decision. When Void Burn is on, obviously that's a great time to shift away from an exotic heavy weapon because you can use your Telesto and then the Hammerhead. There's not really an exotic Void like heavy other than the, the Tractor Cannon worth using. I don't think. I mean, somebody might put one in chat that I'm forgetting. But generally when it comes to like Void Burn, most of the time you're going to be putting on the Hammerhead and putting on your Telesto. So even those even those times are super super contextual. So I do think exotics are just in a really weird spot in general because they're they're so easily they're so easily sidelined by a legendary the minute you're not in the heavy slot. Once you're in the heavy slot, I think Bungie gets a little bit more free and crazy. Why? Well, the ammo's limited, you know. 1K voices sleeper, the whisper, uh, you know, the Wardcliff Coil. These are all weapons that they go a little crazy and a little wild with be- because the ammo is limited. And so they don't really do that with exotic primaries and secondaries. They're all kind of penned in, you know. One, one of the weapons that people typically, two of the weapons that people typically cite, non-heavy exotics that they use, are from Destiny 1. They've not even really come in with other other weapons that actually do that. Like, you're talking about the Lord of Wolves, I'm sorry, the, the Jotun's a new one that people cite. But the Lord of Wolves and the Telesto are the two people most often cite as being worthwhile in PvE. Now, I think Prometheus Lens and Coldheart are really, really freaking strong, but when you, in a, you go into combat or content where your loadout matters, you're probably going to put Prometheus Lens and Coldheart on the shelf. You're, you're not going to keep those on. Even Jotun, as fun as Jotun is, I think a lot of people, if, if, if push comes to shove, push comes to shove, they're, they're going to they're gonna take that right the frick off, right? It just, I, I highly doubt... You know, a lot of people are going to leave that on. 
Um, you know, because it's just like if you're really, really going for the absolute best, most people are going to shelve their 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 trace rifles, even though they're really, really uh, strong. Oozes uh, Sieg says, "What if they took the same road as Redrick's broadsword? Make a quest line with a lot of grind, uh, or just get to twenty one hundred? The Redrick's quest was very time consuming, but it dedicated. It got done." I kind of feel like they did that because they were putting the Redricks in a second time. I don't know if that's the standard going forward. I don't know if that's the standard going forward, though. I feel like you guys are beating a dead horse at this point with, like, please give us other opportunities to get Pinnacle PvP weapons. I'm just going to keep saying no. (laughs) No. If you want a Pinnacle PvP, PvE, or Gambit weapon, then it's got to be painful. I think now what you guys are saying might not be as painful if I get my way in the comp playlist I think the comp playlist is overly punishing I think there should be adept bounties in there so you can capture that trials bounty motivation so that you get more casuals in there the funnel would be fuller connections would be better matchmaking would be faster and if it's less punishing on a loss then DDoSing would be less prevalent. It's just so punishing to lose, and there are the DDoSers, and then there's no casuals in the player pool at all. Now, I know people are like, oh, it's competitive. Why do you want casuals in there? Yeah, well, so is Trials, and having a lot of casuals in the player pool for Trials made it a better experience. Matchmaking was faster, connection integrity was better, and it was an overall better experience and the good team still rose to the top and went flawless it wasn't like it was suddenly some weird evolution of the player of, of the player pool because you had more casuals in there vicious spell say they split pvp and pve down the middle so they don't affect each other would there be only crucible weapons for crucible and pve for pve Well, again, see, this is why people that are like, oh, split it down the middle, I don't think you understand how much work that would take. Now, there already are weapons that have a clear bent toward different sides of the game, but to a certain degree, you have to create an entire weapon pool for Crucible and an entire weapon pool for PvE instead of benefiting by having them cross over. Now, what you could do is, this is 30 and so gaming's input, is you have two skill trees. So I come in here, and this would say, you know, this would say PVE perk tree or whatever, and it'd be blue. And I could click a button here and toggle it, and everything would turn red, and it would be crucible, you know, crucible perks. And they would all look, they would all look, you know, different. Well, if you do that, then you're giving me the opportunity to still have the same weapon farm that we've always had, but you're not you're not having to create twice as many weapons. Now you are creating twice as many weapons, but not the weapons themselves. You're just creating different perks. Evil the Waffler, why not let us carry more than one exotic? I, I have no idea. That's just how they uh, that's just how they set it up. Uh, Pedro says, I like pinnacles, but I think the one for crucible are breaking the game a bit. It gives more power to skillful players to stomp in PVP. Most of my friends stop playing PVP because they don't play comp and they don't want to go after Luna and not, not forgotten or recluse. Don't you think the pinnacle weapons should be more balanced? I don't know what people want. I like, this is, this is again, we're going right back to the drawing board. We're going right back to the drawing board. If you want really really cool weapons to chase for pvp the only way they work as an incentive and and, and as a motivator the only way is if they're good if they're not good then no one gives a crap right so the 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 system breaks down The, the system breaks down if you make them good then you get into the situation that we're in right now is that everyone's like, if I don't have one, that's why I'm losing. They're broken. They need patch. They need nerfs. And it's just like, I, I don't know what to tell you. You have a PvP game in a loot 
pursuit game so what has happened somebody encapsulated it so well yesterday is that in pve i'm chasing like power and fantasy and feeling like a god and in pvp people generally chase skill they want to get better learn the maps outgun other people that infection of chasing power and feeling like a god it's infected the player pool mindset of the pvp player so that's something that they want they want to chase really really strong stuff There'd be less complaints if the bloom was fixed on console. Right, and there's more console players than PC players. So, like, the people playing on PS4 and Xbox are a significantly larger part of the player pool. Um, because you're not feeling this the, the crazy imbalance. So maybe they don't need to mess with the weapons themselves. Maybe they just need to mess with the recoil and the bloom. Because apparently 180s have, like, no recoil when you're using a controller. I was using the... the I was using the service revolver today as a 180, and I was like, this gun doesn't freaking move. What is this? And people were like, yeah, 180s basically don't don't have recoil. And I was like, well, that's kind of broken. I mean, right? I, that just seems unbelievably game-changing. Um, so I don't, think they're, I don't think they're crazy imbalanced, but I think if that's the perception of the player pool, if that's the perception of the player pool, then you got to do something, because that's, that's kind of wild. They have, like, virtually none. Borquin. What do you think needs to happen to make weapons feel like uh, part of you guardian, part of your guardian's identity? I want to be able to watch a streamer say, man, Tefty's Luna is awesome. I want that on my team. Armor and weapons uh, both have the ability to make people feel connected to the player. I don't honestly have any ideas here. I don't. I don't have any ideas here. I think that... I think that if you're going to give people exotics but they, they I think they should have the impact that like Phoenix Protocol and Riggs and Skull of the Dire Ahamkara have I do by the way if you guys are just tuning in be sure to click the follow button that's a free way to support what I do that's the little heart button if you like these back and forth we're going to do another one of these in a little while we are going to watch the Gearbox live event right here on the stream you don't have to go anywhere when that live event is over and they're done with all their announcements I'm going to do a SNTR presents first impressions and another Q&A session to follow we'll be talking about that as well next question from vicious spell in regards to leaving weapons behind in favor of new weapons do you think d2 has gone on too far to change the system we have now um i i don't think they've gone on too far i think they could go i think they could go into september and prune the rose bush and everybody would get ticked and everybody would get mad but it would be a nice fresh restart and a bunch of new weapons to chase and you'd leave behind your two year old midnight coup and I know people would get angry but like you got your way Lono but a month or two later they'd be chasing new stuff and using new stuff and they wouldn't be talking about it anymore Mac 2099 I never understood the lack of loot in the raids or layers in D2 or even going back to D1 there's usually one version of a weapon in the raid could add a different archetypes of each type help example in scourge have a hand cannon at the 110 140 180 no I, that's a, that's that gets into the absurd I think that gets into the absurd I like it when they say here is a hand cannon for this raid and at this point in time the hand cannon's going to be a a 110, right? A, a this or a that, right? Um, I like that. I just think there needs to be more... I think it needs to be more like Wrath of the Machine. You should be able to get the, get the internal currency, have specific drops from each section, have an extra chest you can open with keys that you made yourself with that internal currency. I think some of that would be good. And I just checked the player pool numbers, and they're doing exactly what I said they would do. They're not very strong. I said that Season of the Drifter would take the player numbers exceptionally low, and they have. PvE is down pretty far, 560k. Crucible's at like 550k. Now that 550k of Crucible, you gotta subtract about 200,000, because that's Gambit. So Crucible's even lower than it's ever been, too. Crucible's down in like the 300s. Like, this season has really, really hurt the player pool. I said, you can keep ignoring us and keep not listening to us about enhancement cores and infusion and leveling and RNG. And I told people, I said, I was very worried about a season that was centered around Gambit Prime. Um, even even Reckoning is centered around Gambit Prime and Reckoning as endgame content is not very good. This this season is not in good, it's not in a good place. It isn't. And 
maybe again they knew right maybe again they knew that division 2 and anthem and maybe they just heard whisperings about a borderlands announcement at pax maybe they knew this was the best time to kind of go with a a thin a thin dlc but they really wanted to invest more in gambit i think their long-term plan was to invest more in gambit and they thought this would be the best time to do it because if it was if it was unsuccessful it was it was at a time when it was going to be a light ver- a light a light player pool anyway uh nc aces says what are your thoughts on bringing back banshee's ability to re-roll weapons to help for hunt for god rolls. I think re-rolling's terrible and I never want it to come back. You should be hunting for rolls. I think player agency and RNG are better blended when you're pursuing the weapon, not just making it in the tower over and over and over again by re-rolling it. Uh, that's no different than crafting 25 weapons until you get the one that you want. It just... Even what I did today at the Vanguard, like spending 2,000, right? Right? I had 2,000 of those tokens. Even that, I think, needs to go away. I think that I think that reforging weapons is a, a horrendous, horrendous killer to loot pursuit. You can bolster loot pursuit and agency with Ada-style bounties. You do not need reforging. It's terrible. Um, it's not, it is not good for the game. The reason it's never come back is because Bungie knows that it's not good for the game. Where is the best place to rack, track player base numbers? Where do you get your data? I mean, I use Destiny Tracker. I don't know the one. What's the site that splits Gambit in PvP? I want to start using that one. Is it Guardian.gg or something? There's a site. Uh, there's a site that shows you what Gambit is. Because basically, what you end up doing is you see how far Crucible has fallen when you go into and you see how many how many have pivoted um to gambit from crucible so it is it's guardian.gd gg um guardian.gg uh i don't know where i can see a snapshot of the player numbers though from like yesterday um i mean this says only 386,000 people played yesterday is that for is that for a particular part of the game or is that in total? Is that just PvP numbers? 386? So is the 386 on Guardian GG just Crucible? So again, Crucible's down pretty low, because again you have to if you go to if you go to um, Destiny Tracker, it says like 560. I said you gotta subtract about two hundred thousand for Gambit. That seems to be the case here. Um there's no way that few people played because about 500,000 played uh, PVE. So again, Crucible is Crucible is down very, very low. Uh, very low. So, White Light. With Bungie starting to add rewards uh, to Triumphs, what do you think of them adding Triumphs for exotic, pinnacle, and adept weapons that will make the weapons better by completing it? Uh, maybe. I don't like the idea of like upgrading the weapon. I don't know. I like... I like um, I like going with I like going with the drops that have a chance. I think that's just more winsome. There's just something about that grind that I think is really really good. Um, uh, yo, it has your stream link up on the page. GG, bro. What's where's my stream link? What are you talking about? Uh, vicious spell. You think they should stop making primary exotics entirely? I no, I don't think so. I think they've got a they've got a good thing going. Um, I uh, I don't know. The forums and Reddit are liking the season from what I've seen. I don't know what forums that you're reading are or what Reddit you're reading. I don't. The player base numbers are down and Reddit has been nothing but complaints. The forums have been nothing but complaints. Every time I've gone to forums and Reddit, I've seen forums and and posts about the leveling, the infusion, the lack of progression. I I don't know what you're reading. Um, The bottom right of Guardian GG has your stream link on there. Am I embedded or is it just a link? Is it just a link to my site? I, I, I didn't realize they had me linked on it. Oh, yeah, I am down there. Oh, that's just a directory. 
that's just a directory. It's got me, True Vanguard, uh, James Work, One Actual. Yeah, we're all down there. It's just a link. It's not embedded. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to be embedded on channel on on websites. That's how people freaking view bot. Um, people are in for a rude awakening. They think some of their the, some of their their champions are about to get um, undone as soon as Twitch nerfs or blocks a lot of that crap. Sven Rage, sorry if this has been covered already, but with Bungie saying they will be doubling down on RPG elements in D3, does this possibly mean min-maxing? I don't know, dude. I have no idea if they're going to go min-maxing. That's a possibility. Um, Especially if they see it do well in Division and Anthem, they might start doing it. Player base was around 560k yesterday, uh, 570k the day before. For PvE, right, yeah. Um, player base is at 1.1 mil yesterday. Usually it's higher. This close to new content, usually it's higher. Usually PVE hovers around 600 to 700,000 and Crucible's like right there behind it. This close to DLC, usually PVE is in like the 800,000s. Usually. I I just think they've I think they've a lot of people have just bailed very quickly. Very very quickly. Spagooty Monster. What about adding pinnacle armor perks that are weaker versions of Leviathan armor mods like Striking Hand or Power Overwhelming? Yeah, maybe. I don't mind that. I don't mind like, you know, very, uh, I don't, I don't mind the very like universal stuff like that that could help, especially if it helps feed you power ammo for frick's sake. That can be really frustrating sometimes. Um, we actually had 319,000 yesterday in Crucible. Yeah, like I said, Crucible is hovering in the in the mid 300,000s. I said that a little bit ago. Mid 300,000s for Crucible. That's really really low for Crucible. Usually this close to DLC and content, Crucible and P- and PvE are much higher. Riz Sid. I think they did really well with the Recluse and the Mountaintop. They both need a very specific playstyle that has to be mastered before you can take advantage of the gun. Recluse without the perk is garbage, so Bungie, I believe, have not forgotten uh, their mistakes. Yeah, I, th- this is not a question that's just you voicing your opinion. Um, that's not what question answers for. Do you think that having a raid in this season would have saved the season or doing something with Crucible? I don't know. I, they, they, I don't think they wanted to do that. I don't think they wanted to do anything with Crucible or Raids. I think they really, really wanted to dig in on Gambit and really push people to Gambit. If that's like the only thing that you can do, then people will that then pe- people will more funnel toward it. And then that that they wanted to give it, they wanted to give it more, uh, more chance. Right? I just. That's that's what I think. That's what I think they were trying to do. They were trying to give Gambit a fighting chance, and it would have struggled if you invest in like existing pockets that people find really, really popular. So, don't go anyway. We we are gonna watch the Gearbox live stream right here and do a discussion and Q and A afterwards. So don't leave the stream. I'm gonna cut this though for the Q and A for the podcast. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live twitch.tv/slash say no to rage. As always, please like, share, and subscribe.